I'm enrolling in Medicare soon, and it had me a little confused. Then I found MyHealthPolicy.com. With MyHealthPolicy.com, I could go online and compare Medicare Advantage plans from some top-rated national insurers, including $0 monthly premium plans. I could learn about plans in my area and talk with a licensed insurance agent if needed. MyHealthPolicy.com has made doing my research a whole lot easier. My choice, my Medicare, myhealthpolicy.com. New to Medicare? Start now. Go to myhealthpolicy.com to learn about some of the top-rated Medicare Advantage plans in your area, including plans for $0 a month in plan premiums, low out-of-pocket costs, and expansive provider networks. If you're thinking about a Medicare Advantage plan, myhealthpolicy.com is a great place to go to find a plan that meets your needs. Learn more about your options. Even talk with a licensed insurer agent myhealthpolicy.com Do we have to say it again? Dish, dish, dish. Punch to the shoulder. What's going on, everybody? Broken record. It is Wednesday night, August 5th, 2020. Welcome once again to this edition of Wednesday Night Dynamite. I am Don Tony, as always. Just finished watching NXT. Explain to me why I give a shit that this guy is on the channel. I mean, I know he's a sports guy, used to be a punter, he gets 2 million followers on social media, but I don't know what WWE's thinking with this. I mean, yeah, you want mainstream publicity. I mean, we obviously know the reason why, but seriously, I don't think regular wrestling fans give a fuck about this guy. Um, you know, I talked about it last week that it felt like we might have an undisputed babyface turn and, you know, maybe this, this, I, I don't know, man. I, I'm just not feeling this whatsoever. I don't, you know, you go from the guy who to me was the number one wrestler of 2019, uh, Ray DeRazzo, casuals, come on. You know, what am I, am I talking to the four, the 11-year-old demographic? You know, mainstream wrestling fans, for the most part, don't give a shit about Pat McAfee. As far as casual wrestling fans, I don't think anybody is going to be drawn in to see Pat McAfee and Adam Cole possibly doing, do, do, yeah, okay. I wore it once again. You know, this is my Beavis and Butthead Road Warrior shirt. I'm actually getting one made up custom that has Paul Heyman. You might have seen that one, the 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 Beavis and Butthead when they were Paul Heyman and CM Punk. I want to get that one made up because if I could wear retro Road Warriors, I should be able to wear retro CM Punk and uh, Paul Heyman. So, yeah. Well. I can't, I can't really do it today. I, I had a miserable day today. Anybody that follows me on Twitter saw that my shopping center, including my office, was at without power the entire day. It's still without power. 
And uh, the storm that came through yesterday was an absolute mess. Uh, plus, having to get up at 6 o'clock in the morning to upload a Patreon show um, and then having to deal with this. You know, I've been up since about quarter to 6 this morning, so I am exhausted. Uh, big shout out to all of you that are tuning in, especially those who are live. Um, you know, I, I hope if you enjoy this episode that you could spend a second and give it a little thumbs up. And, you know, I, I am starting to check out all the podcasts out there, you know, video. People are giving me a little bit of advice and kind of a little bit of an announcement today. It's not the big announcement, but it's just a little, you know, giving everybody a heads up as far as what the future is in store as far as this channel goes. Um, I've been doing this channel for six months. After 22 plus years of doing audio only, now you get to to see yours truly. Um, and you and you know a lot of it is transparent. And when you go 22, 23 years of just audio only, and then you move on to video, YouTube is a whole different animal. Not only as far as doing video, but preparing, editing, you know, visual, you know, just anim animation, shit, you know, whatever. And I said, give me about six months to pretty much see where I'm going with this. And I think I'm ready now to start taking it to the second level. You know, with COVID, coronavirus, they have what? Stay four phases, phase one, two, three, and four. Um, we're about to go into phase two. So phase four ain't happening until next year. But this is what I want to let everybody know. I will have to repeat this across a few shows, you know, d different shows that I do. So everybody is on the same page. But this is what's going down in this channel for phase two. Um, number one, these shows are ending earlier. But I'm also adding a Tuesday show. Um, not only that, as far as the topics being discussed uh, it's going to be streamlined as well. And the reason being is because, especially on Wednesday night, you talk AEW, NXT, New Japan, MLW, Ring of Honor, Impact Wrestling, Stardom, Shimmer, and you just keep going and going and going. You know, things get very messy. You know, it's like if you get like a like a dozen Amazon boxes all delivered at the same time and you open them all up at the same time you're left with a dozen different things but you're also left with a dozen empty boxes and to me the Wednesday show has been too messy so going forward this is the format for all of the shows that are going on Monday night is going to be raw recap some mainstream news and that is it no reason to get any, into anything else. Wednesday night will be AEW and NXT reviews. A little bit of indie wrestling, uh, excuse me, AEW Dynamite and NXT reviews the, from the episodes from tonight. I'll also get into some indie news, and that's it. Friday night, do a SmackDown review, and we'll get into anything that we didn't get into Monday or Wednesday. I'll dissect the AEW and NXT ratings. We'll look at the quarter hours. And pretty much Friday, anything goes. Now, Tuesday is going to likely be call-ins and maybe Q&A. Because I know a lot of you out there are always emailing me, PMing me on Twitter, and I'm not going to lie, you get so many messages, it is very hard to keep up. 
So rather than just keep answering questions privately, good start doing a Tuesday show. I don't know if it's going to debut this Tuesday or the following Tuesday. I, I'll tell you the truth. I'm probably going to do it the following Tuesday, especially since AEW is going to be preempted the next day. So we can kind of like spend a little bit more time on that Tuesday. So, you know, two weeks from yesterday, we'll start the Tuesday show. Thursday, I don't know yet. You know, I look, I, even Jesus Christ, you know, when it took a break on day seven. You know, I, I obviously need some personal, you know, see my family, do my personal stuff. So I don't want to commit to seven days a week. I, I have Patreon that I'm always committed to on the weekends. And then we have game night on Saturday night. So that's the plan going forward. Um, now, as far as Mondays go, uh, like I said, it's going to be raw recap, little news, and that's it. That's it. So, uh, and then once we get into 2021, any show changes, you know, I have something in the works right now with a brand new co-host, you know, for a different show. Don't want to reveal it yet. I don't even want to reveal what night it's going to be yet, but I will say that one of the shows that I do is probably going to go bye-bye or go Patreon only. Um, but it will be replaced with something else. Uh, you know, you got to keep things fresh. That's the one thing that I've noticed about YouTube more than anything else. You got to keep things fresh. You got to keep things flowing. You got to have everything organized. You don't just do it, you know, because you do it. You have to have specific reasons. So... I won't make these long-winded announcements again, but the idea is a little bit shorter shows, a little bit more condensed, so everything is organized, five, six topics done, but that'll allow me to do additional shows as well. So it's, it's going to be awesome, man. I'm actually really looking forward to it. Um, and I know a lot of you out there have been asking me to do a show that has nothing to do with wrestling. Um, I do one on Patreon where a lot of it is not wrestling related, but I obviously everybody wants one on YouTube. That may end up being the Thursday night. I just don't want it to conflict with wrestling soups Thursday night, you know, maybe after they're off the air, you know, after they do their show, then maybe that's when I'll do it. So we're going to get into AEW tonight. We're going to get into NXT. Um, would you have ever expected Eric Bischoff to show up in AEW? It's not, you know, the little back and forth that he had with Tony Khan, you know, many months ago. And yes, they had that summit recently on Conrad's, you know, uh, network, I guess you could call it. But, you know, last year, we had Bischoff doing SmackDown and Paul Heyman doing Raw. And never in a million years did I ever think that Bischoff would end up doing anything in AEW. Yeah, he only hosted the Super Wednesday debate with Jericho and Cassidy today. I got to tell you, that was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. Orange Cassidy today. Anybody have flashbacks to a certain character in WWE many, many years ago? This person's still around today, but this person would never really put any words together. And then there was one infamous episode of Raw. And wait a minute, I just thought about it. Wasn't that the trial of Eric Bischoff? Do you remember Maria? when Maria was ditzy Maria and she could never put a sentence together. Didn't they do the thing with the court that she went and testified and she started talking like really professional and everybody's like, 
the fuck am I? Look at, holy shit. But wasn't that the trial of Eric Bischoff? Seriously. Um, Bertie Scott, you, you, you could keep commenting and troll. You know, you, you want me to answer your stuff? And I don't like doing this on these shows, but there's some people that fit that category. You see that little dollar sign below where you write? Maybe if you hit that dollar sign, maybe I'll answer you. Maybe I won't. Oh, oh, forgot. Don't forget, next Wednesday, we pick a winner. The Young Bucks signed Funko Pops. The Young Bucks. Give that out next Wednesday. I will screen capture. I'll capture the video when we choose the winner randomly. This way we keep it honest. Somebody out there is going to win it. And, uh, you know, after we do that one, we'll see. Maybe we'll put Ivalese, you know, on, on the block for someone to get. But, um, you know, but but you know, let me get what I was saying before. Wasn't that the trial of Eric Bischoff, though, where Maria started doing that stuff? You had Orange Cassidy today. Now, I've said this many times before. I've seen Orange Cassidy on the indie circuit. I've seen Orange Cassidy do interviews. It's not like he's been a fucking mute for 20 years, and we finally hear him for the first time, but as far as AEW programming goes, this was really the first bunch of sentences that he's ever put together. And, you know, hey, man, he knocked it out of the park. Give credit where credit's due. I have brought to everybody's attention Orange Cassidy and Chris Jericho, what, about a month or so ago? Lowest quarter-hour rating in the history of AEW on television. Orange Cassidy with the Jericho and the oranges that came down from the rafters, very, very dismal rating. Orange Cassidy gets Sports Illustrated articles, gets a lot of buzz online. I am a big fan of Orange Cassidy. Hell, I had his fucking picture on the wall, you know, for a little while. You know, I, I don't put it on there, you know, just to, you think people, oh, I'm going to check out his show because he's got an Orange Cassidy poster in the background. That's, I put in the background things I like. So he hasn't shown as far as ratings, that he is a gigantic draw. I always feel Orange Cassidy is best served in front of live fans, not wrestlers pretending to be fans, live, organic fans. When he started doing those wrestling moves on the AEW pay-per-view last year, and the crowd was just going bonkers for his stuff, that, that is where you know this guy has got it. And um, tonight... The debate that they did, I thought it was the best interaction that Jericho and Cassidy has had to date. Because, you know, they could they could have orange juice going down from the rafters and, you know, Ortiz doing the extra dramatic, you know, slipping and falling. You know, Jericho opening the towel, as we talked about before, just really, really goofy looking on TV. But, and a lot of people feel too. Look at Jericho, AEW heavyweight champion, legend, still could pull it, put it out there. Orange Cassidy up and coming. Is that Orange Cassidy cut his promo and he said, you know, you know, how you going to feel when somebody that puts his hands in his pockets is going to kick your ass and beat you? You know, the vibe, it felt good. It's suspension of disbelief. It was great. 
It was great. It really sold the match next week. And I'm definitely, definitely looking forward to it. Um, You almost feel like Orange Cassidy needs to win this match. Maybe there's interference. I don't care if it's even a DQ win. But Orange Cassidy, especially with everything that's led up into now, you know, Jericho has been helping elevate him. Jericho has helped elevate Jungle Boy. Jericho has helped elevate numerous talents. Sammy Guevara. I could go down the line. Um, This would be the perfect way for Jericho to finish elevating Orange Cassidy to the next level. No, he's not main event, sellout buildings yet, but to get him to that next step up uh, on the ladder... Jericho losing to him next week is almost a must, in my opinion. So uh, we'll, we'll see what happens now. New to Medicare? Go to MyHealthPolicy.com. With MyHealthPolicy.com, you can compare plans from some of the nation's top insurers. Start now to find a plan and apply online. MyHealthPolicy.com makes it easy to find a Medicare Advantage plan in your area, including plans for $0 a month in plan premiums, low out-of-pocket costs, and expansive provider networks. My decision, my Medicare, MyHealthPolicy.com. With the new iPhone SE for less than 100 bucks at Metro, you rule. It's the most affordable iPhone on the number one brand in prepaid. So whether you're studying online or FaceTiming. Hey, Mom. Hi, dear. The iPhone SE has all you need. Switch to Metro and get the iPhone SE for $99.99 after rebate redemption and six months of service with AutoPay. Metro by T-Mobile. Rule your day. Limit one per account slash household. Requires port and ID validation. Not valid for numbers currently on the T-Mobile network or active on Metro in past 90 days. Restrictions apply. See store for details. Um, I will will say that I'm also very disappointed. Dexter Loomis is out of the ladder match for the North American Championship. They said that he twisted his ankle last week and he can't compete. Now, I know TakeOver is still numerous weeks away. I don't... Maybe the injury is legit. Maybe it's much more serious. I don't know. But they announced it so early. You know, when we get into the recap in a little bit, you know, I'll explain what WWE is doing to, you know, replace Dexter Loomis in that match. I think everybody's starting to feel that this North American Championship ladder match is almost designed for Damian Priest to get that belt. They are taking Damian Priest and starting to really elevate him. Having a North American championship may be absolutely necessary for Damian Priest, but, you know, hey, we have someone next week that is going to be involved in this match that he might advance to the the ladder match. We don't know who that person is yet, so we'll we'll see next week. Uh, Holly Quinn is queen. Watching wrestling Twitter destroy itself every week is fun. Thank you, Tony, Cody, and Hunter. Um, You want to know something? You follow my social media, Twitter, at DonTonyD. I get almost no likes for a lot of things that I say. And I say them because I know I'm not going to get likes for it. You know, I look, I say things on the shows, I give ideas that 
people will say, oh, that's stupid, that doesn't make sense, and this and that. And then when it actually starts to carry on, people then go and tweet, like weeks later, the same idea as if they created it themselves. But meanwhile, you know, they heard it out of yours truly's mouth. There's a lot of people on social media, and that's another thing that is going to change on these shows. We're pretty much going to just say, fuck you and ignore social media as a whole. If there's a story that breaks because of social media, obviously I will get into it. But honestly, social media, especially Twitter, is so toxic. It's best to just leave it alone. You know, it's like you, you, when you go visit your friends or you go to a club, you go to a restaurant, you go to a theme park or something, sometimes you got to drive through a bad neighborhood. You know what I mean? Like, there's really no way to avoid the bad neighborhood. You know, it's either you drive through the ocean or you have to go through the bad neighborhood. You go through the bad neighborhood, you look around at all of the decrepit, you know, buildings faltering, the drug addicts on the corner, all the skanks, the pimps, all all the goofs out there. You, you, you observe, but you keep going. Until you get to your destination. That's basically what yours truly is as far as Twitter goes. You look around, you got 30, 40, 50, 60 year olds that talk like they're 12. I, I think back to when I was a preteen in high school, when we used to do your mama jokes, or we used to say like real, some of the stuff written on Twitter, I wouldn't have even said when I was 12 years old. It's just people out there have traded in their social lives have traded in even employment to sit on social media all day long and write shit and lie and make themselves come off like superheroes, the most popular uh, kid in the room. And you, it's all a lie. It's all a lie. That's But in the end, in the end, do you want to tweet or do you want to eat? That's how I look at it. And I love when wrestling fans get trolled on social media. We watched it earlier today. And I am definitely, definitely gonna be talking about this. Oh, I gotta pull this up. Uh, we gotta, we have to talk about this. AEW heels. Amazing, amazing. They said, should we talk about it now? Let's, let's just get it out of you now because like I said, I'm streamlining the shows so we don't have to talk about 35 topics in one night. We're going to talk like five or six topics and get out of here. This is one of them right now. You might remember a couple of weeks ago, I put up the screenshot of all the women uh, on that Zoom call for AEW. And I praised it because every shape, every size, every nationality, you know, people you would classify as beautiful, people that you may not classify if you're going to be superficial, let's be honest. They were just having a great time. They were talking, you know, they were just just comfortable, comfortable. Everybody was smiling. It didn't matter if, if you were this big or this big. It didn't matter if you were black or white. It didn't matter if you were straight or gay. So now AEW goes to the next level with heels, and they announced this today. And what I found amazing, I'll read it in a second, but what I found amazing about it is all the people online today that were complaining about it. And, you know, especially, especially men, especially men complaining about it. Oh, I got to cue some, I, I, I had to cue up a picture. 
to, just to talk about this after. But here's the deal. Before I read the press release, here's the deal. And I'll get into everybody's super chats in one minute. Um, basically, $49 a year. Actually, you know, let me read the press release. And then I'll, I'll tell everybody, in my opinion, why some people are complaining online and why some people are just absolute jokes, absolute jokes for what they say. But let's let's read this press release. All right, this is AEW Heels. All right, AEW Heels, the new female-focused wrestling community led by AEW Chief Brand Officer Brandi Rhodes and the stars of AEW's women's division announced the launch of its new fan membership platform. Powered by Women's Union's secure digital platform, female wrestling fans can seamlessly access AEW Heels as exclusive content and other special benefits, all in a safe environment for engaging in conversation and developing friendships worldwide. With an annual paid subscription of $49, not monthly, but annually, uh, members receive access to a variety of features, including virtual meet and greets, video conference discussions with industry experts, exclusive AEW talent Q&A sessions, customized merchandise, special promotions, theme parties, and more. The secure space enables AEW Heel members to connect, learn, and thrive together through shared passions of women's wrestling. Then you could access it by going to alleliteheels.com. The first event for AEW Heels is scheduled for Friday, August 7th, which is included in the annual subscription. The virtual event will be curated on the platform and feature a Q&A session with Aubrey Edwards, a social media strategizing discussion with Brandy, and a special session on respect and empowerment in the workplace with Keisha Ann Gray, the partner at Proskauer? Whatever. AEW Heels is a first-of-its-kind community designed to celebrate and inspire our female fans across the globe. With our new platform, we look forward to the next step in connecting the AEW Heels community and making this the best time to be a wrestling fan. And that's pretty much the scope of the press release. And you had to see people losing their fucking mind because of that. Mostly men. I might add, oh, look, AEW, look, they have to charge money. They have to charge money to have females get together. First of all, goofs, to just say it mildly, when I was a kid, there was something, not just in wrestling, but across sports and entertainment, and sports entertainment, it was called fan clubs. You would join a fan club pay a couple of dollars. You could join someone's patron, pay a couple of dollars. You could buy a cameo. You know, some of these people ripping AEW for charging $49 a year have blown two, three times that on a one minute cameo video. First of all, it costs money to actually get the Zoom software and they have to use bigger software because there's more people that are actually going to attend these things. All right. I have the Zoom software and I upgraded it. So when I start expanding in January, I'm going to have a lot of people doing video with me at the same time. So that's first off. There is expenses involved, right? It's not that, oh, everything should just be free across the board. Number two, you make this free. You're going to have five, ten, 
thousand women all trying to sign up to be part. What, what are you going to do? When you do the Zoom call and there's 2,000 people that signed up because it's free, I mean, their box, this green box is going to be the size of this little piece of paper that kind of looks like a piece of a fingernail. I swear that it's not. I mean, this is supposed to be exclusive. This is supposed to be a very small community. All right. Plus, a lot of the people bitching to complaining today. Yeah, I'm looking at the tweets and I see, you know, posted from iPhone, posted from iPhone. They got thousand dollar phones and they're bitching and complaining because AEW is charging $49 a year for this interaction. They're going to be interacting with a, with a lot of the females in AEW. You tell me how a lot of fans out there get to video Skype or video conference WWE female wrestlers, Impact Wrestling female wrestlers, MLW female wrestlers. Don't give me this shit. Oh, you see, they got to take advantage of women. First of all, I think the reason why a lot of men are pissed off at this is because this is a platform now that they can't show up with the hairy chests and going on the Zooms and posting their catchy one-liners and insults and comments. And they think that, oh, you know, I'm gonna write something funny and I'm gonna look cool. And it's a, no, this is a platform now that you're not allowed in. How does it feel? How does it feel to not be allowed in? You got all these goofs out there complaining about this. The best part about it, the best part about it, the best part about it is almost everybody that I saw complaining. You look at their social media footprint, they're not supporters of AEW. Because I got news for you. If I'm a big supporter for a wrestling company and a group of people, you know, you got your favorites in NXT. You mean to tell me that if they, if WWE did some interaction thing that was limited to a certain number of people and you pay $50 a year and you could actually video conference with Karrion Cross, Keith Lee, Undisputed, you mean to tell me that some people out there aren't going to fucking jump at that? Why do you think everybody's on Cameo? Oh, I finally get the opportunity. I joked about it on Monday. You got some of these podcasts out there that that are doing video, and at the very beginning of their broadcast, they got a bunch of WWE wrestlers. Hey, this is blah, 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 blah. And you're, you're watching blah, 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 blah. You know, and my favorite podcast. And what they do is, it's so cute. It's so cute. They crop it. So you can't see on the bottom that it's his cameo. So they want everybody to think like, hey, WWE superstar, blah, 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 says that this is his favorite podcast. But meanwhile, you paid him 200 bucks to say that. So don't give me this shit that AEW charges for. It's a fucking fan club, Nimrods. It's a fucking fan club. And it's a fan club for women. And you're not allowed in it for the most part. And if you don't like it, then you don't be part of it. If you're a female and you're an AEW fan and you think $49 for a year is too expensive, I, I respect that. That's fine. Not every person is going to want to swing this. Not, 
you know, it's 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 like sometimes you got these people that you know they they have no intention on buying something or no intention on going somewhere, and then once you know the the thing gets canceled, so oh man, I wanted to go. Oh, I wanted to go. I have a black Lincoln Mark Seven, still 1991 that I still have. It's collectible, a collector's item now. Um, I have classic insurance on it. I bought that son of a bitch about, I don't know, 16 years ago, 17 years ago. And long story short, the guy that owned it before me worked for Ford. And, you know, Lincoln Mark 7s use Ford, Ford engines. So this guy modified the car, put a different rear end in it, put 373 gears, changed, you know, the exhaust, a whole bunch of things. And he put this car up for sale about two years before I bought it. And when he put it up for sale, you know, he, he was asking too much money for it. About maybe a year and a half later, when I started getting interested in it, he says, look, everybody, I'm thinking about putting, you know, the car up for sale again. I'm just want feelers, just curious if anybody's interested. Oh, dude, dude, brother, you put that up for sale. I'm there, brother. I seriously, oh man, you know, if you put this up seriously, you had all these people. Yeah, man, if you decide, oh man, I would love to. I always wanted that car, blah, 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 blah. So the guy finally puts it up like two months later. And now you got all these people. Oh man, I just paid rent. Oh man, if I knew I wouldn't have bought this new love seat. They were talking out of their asses all along. They had never any had any intentions on buying this thing. You got all these people online. Oh, if the price was a little lower, I'd pay for it. They're not even fucking AEW fans. It is a fan club. It's amazing how many guys, and I'm not virtual signaling here. Good that the women, the women, the women, it's good that they have their own platform. You know, there's a lot of guys out there. Hey, the guys all getting together. You know, that's why I look at it, you know. But you know that there's some people out there that just feel left out. Now they can't criticize this. They can't be a part of it. The only way, the only way I could see some of these goofs being a part of it is if they do this. Maybe they'll take a page from Bobby Heenan trying to get into Monday Night Raw and wouldn't be surprised. I don't want to name any names in podcast land or website land, but something tells me that they may have on their Amazon wish list very near soon. Uh, you know, maybe a wig, uh, maybe some lipstick, and I know that they're not buying it for Mama for Christmas. So you know, let the women have their fun. You know, this is to cover expenses. AEW is not going to fucking break the bank. What do you think they're going to do? Even if they sold a thousand memberships, $49,000, guess how much of that goes to Uncle Sam? Then you figure out the cost for streaming, the cost of putting this stuff together. You know, they have to work. They have to work. I think some people online today really just reveal like how babyish they are. And I have no problem for anybody out there that disagrees with AEW charging money, but it's just some people, you would have thought that you kidnapped their pet and had butt sex with it. I mean, the way people got so livid at this today, I'm like, are you kidding me? Isn't it? 
isn't it something called COVID? Didn't, haven't you been tweeting you got no money? Go fucking out and get a job instead of sitting on social media. Just, oh, man. The complaining today. Oh, my God. $4 a month. Four dollars. Idiots, man. Seriously, idiots. So anyway, let's move on, shall we? Uh, before I do that, let's get into a couple little comments here, and then we'll talk about AEW and NXT. Yeah, this is Don Tony. I don't know why I'm playing that, but uh, let's see. Oh, what school do you go to? Same time last week, Cameron Grimes and the Dark Order were on. His toilet seat was rather warm. Hey, this week for the opening of AEW, we had five and ten in the ring. So when I usually do a number two for three during when five is on, Today, I did a number one and a two when five and ten were on. What is this, like a store, a five and dime? I mean, numbers. And then they come out without the masks and put it on in the ring. You know, there's a couple little backwards things that I'm not liking, you know. And me, again, I'm a stickler to detail, you know. Um, I will say, you know, when Santana and Ortiz trashed best friends' mama's caravan, you know, I thought this was pretty fucking cool. When they, I mean, they did a number on it. They broke the windshield. They broke the mirrors. They spray painted it. They broke the taillights. They put it on cement blocks, which I see in my neighborhood once in a while. Um, the only problem I have with the whole segment Number one, why the fuck is there a, a, a rear dash cam linked up to a live feed inside the vehicle? You know, don't we always complain when they did that thing with AJ Styles and Shane McMahon, there were too many camera angles? You know, if you would have had, you know, what, what Santana and Ortiz should have done was they should have brought their own one or two camera guys, their inner circle camera guys, and say, here, you know, record this. Then you got one guy one, behind the van, one in front of the van, and you do it that way. You conveniently have a camera inside the van. I thought that, that that's WWE stupidity. I didn't think that was necessary. The second thing I didn't like about that segment, I don't know if anybody caught on to it. Maybe I missed something. But, oh, it's so nice. Best friends drive up with the caravan. I didn't know that it was legal to drive in Florida without plates. If you noticed, when they're beating the fuck out of the caravan, there's no plates. There's no registration stickers. There's nothing. They didn't steal it. I didn't see them holding up the license plate. Did I miss something somewhere? But the vehicle was not registered. So you know it was a junkyard vehicle. You know, it was probably something with a blown engine or something. You know, those caravans are very easy to get. You know, so it's not like, well, best friend's mom only had the only caravan that looked like that in Florida. But uh, little things like that get to me. Darby Allen versus Moxley. I enjoyed the main event. Told a nice story. Moxley in his promo earlier. Yeah, yeah. Devin's like, dude, really? The plates? Yeah, man. You fucking showed best friends driving up in the caravan earlier. And then you do the camera from the back, and there's no plates on the car. You know, at least have a plate and just act like, you know, hey, you know, I'm going to have the plate as a badge of honor. I'm going to put a chain around it and put it, put it around my neck. So 
stop whining, stop viewing. How's about that? I can talk about whatever I want over here. And everybody, you know, if you're enjoying what I'm saying, because me, I'm a stickler to detail, you know, you give it a little thumbs up. You know, I, I, you obviously must be a new viewer here because I compliment the shit out of AEW. But I also criticize where it's needed. Um, Darby Allen versus Moxley told a great story. Moxley in his promo earlier was talking about how Darby Allen is his favorite in AEW. But the title's on the line, man. I got to do what I got to do. And Moxley ended up winning the match. Darby Allen. I have been saying repeatedly, him, MJF, and Guevara are three of the biggest gems that AEW has, that the WWE wished that they had. I know what a lot of people are going to say, well, you know, Darby Allen might be a little bit too small, Guevara might be a little bit too cocky, Darby Darby might be a little bit too reckless with his stuff. Still, you know those are three gems. Um, And Darby Allen is growing on me as well, Devin. But he did one thing today that even my fiance, who is here tonight, I usually don't see it during the week, but um, she even saw that. She looked at me and she's like, what the hell was that? There was one point where um, Moxley did almost like a, like a, a suplex onto Darby Allen, threw him backwards. Darby Allen landed on his feet. And it was a cool move how he landed on his feet. But when he landed on his feet and Moxley turned around, Darby Allen got really psyched up. And he's like, ah! And it was cool. After he does that, he does this. Step, 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 step. It wasn't even like, you know, like an Okada, you know, slap. Or it it was just like, I don't even know. I I can't even like put anything out here. I mean, if this is the, he's, he's, he's looking at him. He's like, ah! I'm like, what the fuck was that? Go back and watch what I'm talking about. I saw that and I started laughing. I'm like, you couldn't, I don't even think you would have hurt Cody's dog if you did that. It was like, I don't know, man. New to Medicare? Go to MyHealthPolicy.com. With MyHealthPolicy.com, you can compare plans from some of the nation's top insurers. Start now to find a plan and apply online. MyHealthPolicy.com makes it easy to find a Medicare Advantage plan in your area, including plans for $0 a month in plan premiums, low out-of-pocket costs, and expansive provider networks. My decision, my Medicare. MyHealthPolicy.com I'm enrolling in Medicare soon, and it had me a little confused. Then I found MyHealthPolicy.com. With MyHealthPolicy.com, I could go online and compare Medicare Advantage plans from some top-rated national insurers, including $0 monthly premium plans. I could learn about plans in my area and talk with a licensed insurance agent if needed. MyHealthPolicy.com has made doing my research a whole lot easier. My choice, my Medicare, myhealthpolicy.com. New to Medicare? Start now. Go to myhealthpolicy.com to learn about some of the top-rated Medicare Advantage plans in your area, including plans for $0 a month in plan premiums, low out-of-pocket costs, and expansive provider networks. If you're thinking about a Medicare Advantage plan, myhealthpolicy.com is a great place to go to find a plan that meets your needs. Learn more about your options. Even talk with a licensed insurer agent myhealthpolicy.com 
But the match was great. Again, I have to always criticize a little bit here and there. But I will say this, for you AEW fans out there, I think you should be very happy because I think tomorrow's rating at 4 o'clock, I think they are going to kick NXT's ass in the rating. Because NXT, in my opinion, I looked at the matches that were airing today, and uh, what does this gentleman have to say? Let me let me see what this gentleman has to say. You know, that's that's the one thing that kind of sucks about doing all this on my own. And unfortunately, I don't I don't have anybody that is going to assist me with this stuff. So I got to do it on my own, which is, which is cool, but it may take me a couple of seconds to pull something up. So, but uh, shout out to oh Jay Carlos Seven. Thank you very much, my friend. He's going to be here every time I stream. I appreciate that. I hope everybody's enjoying it. Again, I, I'm still new to this. It's only been six months. Um, you know, and I, what I was going to say earlier is, you know, I know so many shows, including me. Hey, if you like the show, give it a thumbs up and subscribe. But subscribing is very important because especially when I start putting up pre-recorded videos because that is the one thing people have been asking me to do. When I went on my rant last week about cancer culture and Excalibur, I got so much feedback on that and it's probably one of the proudest clips that I have ever done in 23 years. Um, Excalibur was not on again this week, but that's a carryover from last week because they do two weeks worth of shows. Next week, I want to see if Excalibur is back or not. But um, I was very proud of that rant last week. But um, I can't tell you how many people said to me, dude, just put that clip up on its own. So when people search on YouTube for the Excalibur, they get right to that topic. And that's one thing that I haven't been doing on this channel. So I'm going to start pre-recording videos and putting them online, individual topics. And, um, you know, and I could do it at my leisure. I don't have to wait till 10 o'clock to do it or 11 o'clock to do it. If I have some free time and it's four o'clock in the afternoon, I record five, 10 minutes, put it online, I'm done. So subscribe and you'll get alerts that when these new videos come up, I've just begun. I've just begun, but I really appreciate the kind words because trust me, this is a lot harder than I ever envisioned. And that's why I have so much more respect from the JDs to, you know, Cronin's to even Jason who does video as well. You know, it's a whole different animal. So Jay Carlos also says Darby Allen and WWE would be like Ricochet on Raw. No, you know what? I Just because they're similar in st- size and they're kind of high flying, you know, Darby Allen's a high flyer, obviously, but he's more risk taker. Um, I don't put him in the same category. Um, and I do feel that Ricochet uh, will get elevated in WWE. Should have been already. Uh, I don't know what they're waiting for. Maybe they're waiting for another tag title change and then have C- Cedric Alexander Ricochet maybe go to the next level. There were so many people, including yours truly, that would have been curious to see if Cedric turns heel and maybe feuds with Ricochet. Um, you know, the problem is... You know, you have a set group of people that they spend so much time with on on television, and it's very hard for other people to break through. 
and um, you know you and if this person gets time, oh, Hakam Ali is not on, and then Ali is on, oh, Hakam Ricochet is not, on. and Ricochet and Ali are on, oh, Hakam Shelton Benjamin's not getting play. It's just an ongoing thing. It is tough to do in any promotion out there, any. Um, and let's see, I think yeah, that's that's it for super chats right now. So let's talk about both shows. But um, what I was saying before is that. AEW is going to hand NXT's ass tomorrow. Last week's rating got a little bit better for NXT. Last week, AEW did 773, which is down. A little bit disappointing, to be honest with you. NXT had gone up to 707. But if you look at these matches, how they went down tonight in NXT, there were quite a few matches that just did not pique my interest. When you go through side by side what was on going against each other, NXT, I had a hard time keeping my interest. And again, the Pat McAfee pull apart with Adam Cole, I just can't see that, you know, burning a rating. I just can't see it. You know, get a, maybe a little bit of ESPN press, a little TMZ press. But you mean to tell, tell me that the football community, oh man, I got to see what happens next. I, I think this is a big mistake on NXT and WWE's part. Pat McAfee doing something with Adam Cole. I don't care if we see a WWE 24 video a year from now that Pat McAfee, he, 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 everybody loves him and they're all in the back and they're hugging and breaking bread together. I, I, even if they said something like Pat McAfee had some type of serious illness and everybody was just looking out for it, there's nothing about Pat McAfee that I want to see. I'd rather see Nia Jax beat the fuck out of Joe Buck or whatever that guy's name is than I want to see Adam Cole do that to Pat McAfee. I just, I, it's just me. I mean, I'm sure there's some of you out there that like the guy, and I totally respect that. But for me as a wrestling fan, seriously, you know, I could see if it's a big-time name currently playing in sports, you know. But you're talking about a guy who kicked many years ago, who, I don't know, just nothing, man. Just nothing. That's nothing. I, I just, I don't like it. I really don't like it, to be honest with you. So anyway, anyway. Um, and I will comment a little bit about some news in a few minutes, but let's talk a little bit about tonight's shows. So opening. Oh, and by the way, Matt Hardy um, busted up, looked like Hardway. Uh, maybe not. Maybe he just overly did it. But that chair shot that Guevara hit him with, oh, man, you look at that back. That, that looked pretty brutal. Um, plus, you know, I didn't see anybody talking about it. Damian Priest looked like he got a nice little mouse on the left side of his head. I don't know if anybody saw that as well. And you know what? I, I am really, really happy about one person that wrestled tonight in NXT. I expected... A bunch of people like, who the fuck is this guy? Who the fuck is this guy? And there was some of that early on. I even saw some goof saying, oh, he looks like Big Vito wearing a hat. Once that match was over, I think a lot of people out there deleted some of their early tweets about the guy. And we'll, we'll get to that guy in a little bit. 
But let's talk about AEW first. MJF signs all around ringside. MJF 2020, you deserve better. Taz, Shivani, and Jim Ross on commentary. And I think it was Meltzer that said this tonight. And it was actually pretty funny when I thought about it. You know, if everybody out there who says that him and Alvarez just gush everything AEW can never say anything negative, they, they pointed out that Taz and Jim Ross and Shivani don't know a lot of the moves that the Young Bucks and uh, Omega and Page do, especially on that side. And they said that it's going to be interesting to see how they call this match where they don't know almost all of the moves. So, you know, but it was a fun match to open up. You have Brody Lee, Cole Cabana, Evil Uno, Stu Grayson, and 5 and 9, not 10. Did I say 10 earlier? Is it 9 or is it 10? I don't know, man. But uh, they defeated the Young Bucks, FTR, Hangman Page, and Kenny Omega. Kind of reminded me of last week's match. You know, yeah, it's a 12-man tag, but... It kind of feels, and you might remember I said this last week, kind of like an indie match. You go to an indie wrestling event in your neighborhood, and they might have like one wild main event, and it might be like four, five, six, ten guys, you know, just brought into the company, you know, and just have this match, put it all together, and it's kind of a hot mess, but a lot of the people in the hot mess you like, so you watch it, you see it, it's enjoyable, you go home happy, and there's really not much to add to it. 12? Is his name 12? I thought it was 10, but now they're saying 9. But anyway, the match was fine. I had one problem. One problem with the match. Um, the near falls, I didn't have a problem with. What I did have a problem... Well, I got a kick... It didn't have a problem. I got a kick out of it. I thought this was the grab-the-neck match. Do you see how many people during that match were grabbing their necks? You know, I mean, I'm sure none of them got injured, hopefully. But, you know, half of the people in the match, at some points, grabbing the neck. It was the grab-the-neck match. Chicken necks. But one problem. I don't know who said before that I complain a lot. All right, I'm going to complain a little now. All right, we have uh, Dax, FTR Dax. He uh, injured his knee. He had to be escorted to the back. Explain to me why Super Bucks have to be outside the ring and Paige and his tag partner, and you leave Kenny Omega in the ring by himself for about a minute or two to get his ass kicked. You know, you bring medical assistance around ringside. We don't need four of the five, three of the four wrestlers helping him to the back. And you leave Omega. I just thought that was really ridiculous. Omega's getting his ass kicked. And the Young Bucks, that looks serious. That looks serious. Yeah, yeah, that looks serious. It was just too, too Goofy, in my opinion. You want to paint the storyline like, you know, they walked off on their partner. I know a lot of you out there want to see Kenny Omega turn heel and not Hangman Page. Kenny Omega turning heel 
would be very interesting, especially since a lot of you out there want to see Cody and Kenny Omega have a little bit of a feud sooner than later. Um, but I just thought that that was just dopey. You know, he hurt his knee. Okay, he needs help. You know, how many times does somebody get help to the back in AEW and they bring officials out there, they bring, you know, other people out there. Now they're all taking a shit today for some reason. And you got three of the four who are, you know, outside the ring, you know, are helping them to the back. Well, four of them helping them to the back. Yeah, four, because that would be five outside the ring and Omega getting his ass kicked. I don't think the Young Bucks are overrated, man. I, I will say this. You remember the early episodes of me doing this show. I think this is episode 45 now, so I've been doing this 46, uh, 45 episodes in the last 46 weeks. When they first, and I've seen Young Bucks matches. I saw them as Generation Me in Impact Wrestling. I saw them in New Japan. I saw them on the indie circuit. So I know what they do. I mean, I've seen enough of their matches. When it went to AEW, I'll, I'll never forget when Jericho did that early interview and talking about how, you know, tag, tag matches, there needs to be some rules in the ring. And the, especially the Young Bucks and the Lucha Brothers, they just do whatever the fuck they want. And you remember my biggest criticism early on? Remember all the hand gestures they used to do with the referees? I mean, like goldfish. I mean, they're, they're first down. I mean, they just, you see all these wrestlers not doing the rules. Instead of suspension of disbelief, the referee trying to get order, you see a move go in the ring. And they're like, like a bobblehead. And it was just too much. The Young Bucks, I used to call it video game rules. You know, you play an arcade wrestling game and you just do moves and moves and moves and it doesn't really tell a story. Um, that's what their matches are. Their matches don't necessarily tell a story, you know, if you think about it, but they are one of the most talented tag teams in the world. It's not, it, it's, that's no dispute whatsoever. You may not like the fact that it's just spot, 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 and you know almost nothing else but they you know they are extremely talented seriously um no you want to know someone fall i'm fine with aubrey edwards now you know i think because we didn't know who she was early on you know and her you know being overly animated and i told that story about that one referee who died recently in the wwf i can't remember his name but some of you might remember him he was like really really short he looked asian but he was not he was puerto rican he actually lived in new york city and back in like late 70s or early 80s he came into the wwf and when he when he would go to do the count when somebody did a pin attempt he would actually be very animated and he would like flip in the air, like he'd dive across the ring to do the count. And Vince had brought him aside and said, you gotta stop that shit. And after that, he was very, very mellow. In fact, I think um, the, the match that I always remember with him, if you wanna see it, do you remember the Saturday night's main event episode where it was Mother's Day? And the junkyard dog 
Um, I can't remember who he was in the ring with. Uh, the Duke of Dorchester, it was. And after the Junkyard Dog won, he brought his mother in the ring. Remember, you know, she had this beautiful blue dress on, and she had like a flower hat and big, big round ass. And they're dancing in the ring. That's the referee that I'm talking about. Aubrey Edwards, you could see that they've pulled back a little bit too, but she does a lot behind the scenes as well. And yes, remember, I'm one of the only people that always point this out. All of these wrestlers that are doing work behind the scenes and wrestling, you know, they're getting paid for more than one job. They're getting more money. You work in the office and you also referee, you ain't doing one for free. Eh, this one's on me. No. But, you know, when someone is a team player and you see that there's a lot more there, plus she's been a lifelong wrestling fan. Is she one of my favorites? No. No, not even close. But when you actually get to know a little bit, you're like, you know what? All right, she's she's not that bad. Um, but again, when her shirt came out, don't don't believe me. Go on Twitter and just type in in quotations Aubrey Edwards shirt. Just type it in the search box, and for every ten people who complained. A referee having a shirt. Every 10 people that complain, 9 out of 10 were men. And I'm not trying to be sexist. But I'm just like, you know, if you're a guy and you're not going to wear, like, women's shirts or for Aubrey Edwards, maybe that shirt is not designed for you. You know, just like a woman out there may not want to wear, you know, a shirt of, you know, a particular male wrestler, you know? I mean, it's... People have their preferences. I'm enrolling in Medicare soon, and it had me a little confused. Then I found MyHealthPolicy.com. With MyHealthPolicy.com, I could go online and compare Medicare Advantage plans from some top-rated national insurers, including $0 monthly premium plans. I can learn about plans in my area and talk with a licensed insurance agent if needed. MyHealthPolicy.com has made doing my research a whole lot easier. My choice, my Medicare, myhealthpolicy.com. New to Medicare? Start now. Go to myhealthpolicy.com to learn about some of the top-rated Medicare Advantage plans in your area, including plans for $0 a month in plan premiums, low out-of-pocket costs, and expansive provider networks. If you're thinking about a Medicare Advantage plan, myhealthpolicy.com is a great place to go to find a plan that meets your needs. Learn more about your options. Even talk with a licensed insurance agent myhealthpolicy.com new to medicare start now go to myhealthpolicy.com to learn about some of the top rated medicare advantage plans in your area including plans for zero dollars a month in plan premiums low out-of-pocket costs and expansive provider networks if you're thinking about a medicare advantage plan myhealthpolicy.com is a great place to go to find a plan that meets your needs learn more about your options even talk with a licensed insurance agent myhealthpolicy.com new to medicare 
go to MyHealthPolicy.com. With MyHealthPolicy.com, you can compare plans from some of the nation's top insurers. Start now to find a plan and apply online. MyHealthPolicy.com makes it easy to find a Medicare Advantage plan in your area, including plans for $0 a month in plan premiums, low out-of-pocket costs, and expansive provider networks. My decision, my Medicare, MyHealthPolicy.com. So it just, um, I don't know, man. I, I don't know what it is. But uh, but again, you know, the young bucks, uber, uber talented. But they don't tell that much of a story in the ring. And, you know, I always call them super bucks because whenever something happens around ringside, they always seem to come out and, hey, is everything all right? Like they're the policemen of AEW. But they end up having a, a really chaotic match. And um, basically... Uh, you had the the one on five, like I said before. Ultimately, Hangman Page comes back. You have the Young Bucks coming back. I will tell you something. For me, Cole Cabana in the Dark Order never really made sense. But tonight, for me, was the first night that Cole Cabana, like he was very animated for the Dark Order, and I thought that was great. It wasn't more of this like, oh, I'm still contemplating and this and that. I wish his attire would change to maybe fit the Dark Order. Because right now, when you see, if you're not following AEW and you see Cole Cabana in the ring, you almost feel like, okay, somebody no-showed or could not compete or maybe, you know, for precautions for COVID, we left them off TV and Cole Cabana took their place. You know what I mean? Like, you, you ever, when you were a kid, you might, and I brought this up before too, uh, you go to a restaurant or a diner when you're a kid, and you know some of the diners out there, they're nice enough, they give you a box of crayons, and they give you like pictures to color, and it's basically just so you don't start throwing the napkins and the sugar and start yelling and screaming, mommy, I'm bored. You know, they give you a little box of like five crayons, and they're cheap shit, and they give you stuff to color, and if you turn it upside down, they would show you like a tree. And it would be like, what's wrong with this picture? And you look at the tree, and it's got a bird, and it's got a cat, and it's got leaves, and it's got fruit, and then it's got, I don't know, an elephant in the tree. Cole Cabana looks like the elephant in the, in the tree. He doesn't look like a member of the Dark Order. There should have been some type of an initiation. Not necessarily cut his hair, but... They got to make him look more like a member of the Dark Order. But um, Hangman Page ends up back in the match, tries to hit the last call on on uh, Brody Lee. Brody Lee ducked, hit Page with the discus lariat, gets the win. Um, again, it felt a lot like last week's opener. It felt like Inner Circle versus Jurassic. It's what it felt like. Um, fun match. Don't get me wrong. And remember last week with the quarter ratings breakdown, Io Shirai's match last week did, I think, about, uh, I think it was almost 800,000 viewers or 900,000 viewers. They did an awesome rating. Problem with NXT last week is it just kept going down and down and down and down. And, it was, and that should be a cause of concern. That's why I think they kind of like closed out NXT with this pull apart. And when you have disarray, you, what have I always said? For the 45 weeks, every couple of weeks, what do I always say? 
NXT sometimes is way too organized. It needs to be disorganized. I think the disorganization at the end of the night, that might pop a little bit of a rating. The problem is it was only the last couple of minutes, two, three minutes. You know, it's not like people were, you know, tuning in. Oh, my God, I got to see if Pat McAfee does it. No, no. It's not that kind of ratings pull. So next on AEW, have Moxley cutting his promo, having some demons early in his career, and uh, basically saying that, you know, he is now the veteran trying to talk sense to the young guys. Darby Allen is his favorite, but the title's on the line, man. He's got to do what he's got to do, and he's saying, you know, Darby, when you're, when you're down, stay down. And that kind of, like, happened in the match as well. So, um, Mortalica says cross equals no ratings. You don't need to apologize, man. You're giving an opinion. I personally, look, Cross's segments, the ratings-wise, have been disappointing, without a doubt. But I use the carrot analogy again. He is in NXT for such a short amount of time. He had... You know, it's not like he had just walked out of Impact Wrestling and showed up on NXT. That legal shit that he went through, that went went on a long time. And even after that was all resolved, you know, he did some work in the Indies and then he went to NXT. So there was enough gap where they kind of had to like reintroduce him a little bit. And, um, you know, plus we're still in COVID, man. You really, like, I see people, oh, Brody Lee, his AEW has been a disaster, and this is a disaster, and my God, Rhea Ripley, she loses today, and look what they've done to her since, since fucking mania. We're in, we're in the middle of fucking COVID, man. There's a lot of things that WWE wanted to do. There's a lot of things that AEW wanted to do. There's a lot of things that Impact Wrestling, MLW, Ring of Honor, you go down the line, wanted to do. Not just matches, not just events, but storylines. And that got all thrown into disarray because of the virus. Remember, we were supposed to have the elite versus the inner circle in that fucking big event that was going to happen in my neck of the woods. I was talking to some of you out there and Mish and Shaheen Nuclear We were all getting together. I was looking to buy front row tickets and a couple of you in the chat will, will vouch for me on this one. Because I actually, we, we were trying to put some money together and we were going to sit front row for that. Um, it didn't happen. The storyline didn't happen. Everybody thought at that time that Adam Page was going to turn on the Elite. You remember when he had that tag match with, with Omega, one of the last cards that in front of live fans with his eyes, remember? Like he had those crazy eyes. You know, a lot of things changed. So... If you want to say you're disappointed about Rhea Ripley, you want to say you're disappointed about Brody Lee, you want to say you're disappointed about anybody, I know once the cameras are on, it's the wrestler's job to put themselves and do their job at the best it could possibly be. But the problem is, is that if WWE is the one that decides, I Rhea, we're going to have you lose to Dakota Kai. 
Because we think Dakota Kai, a heel going against Io Shirai, is better suited for. And, and the funny thing is, if you remember originally, I said Dakota Kai might be the person to take take on uh, Io Shirai. But, you know, you look at how they did not use her all that much since WrestleMania. A lot of people got it wrong, reporting that she was back in her country, which was not true. Um, then people reported all this crazy shit about people getting hit with COVID that wasn't true back then. That's WWE's fault. You know, AEW definitely has some fault as well. Uh, they were doing some interesting skits with Brody Lee. The dinner table. Yes, early on it felt like a shot at Vince McMahon. But if you remember, I said three words repeated over and over again. Drunk on power. Brody Lee's character, yes, it was shots of Vince McMahon early on, but this character is drunk on power. He's drunk on power. They did the segments where he drives up with the the escalator or whatever, and they're beating the shit out of us. What happened to those segments? They disappeared. So Brody Lee, if he's just coming out there and just having matches and cutting some promos here and there, that's on AEW. That's not on Brody Lee. Mr. Brody Lee, excuse me, Mr. Brody Lee. We're, look, I don't write off COVID as an excuse for everything negative in the world. All right. We see something, you know, not great in wrestling. You don't just say, oh, it's because of COVID. You know, look, you know, it's what you do with that time. I always try to take chicken shit and turn it into chicken salad. Everything I do. You know, if if it's work, if I got to get some bucks together, you know, there was one point a couple of months ago, I was working four jobs and this technically was a job also. So it was three plus this. I technically was doing four jobs, whatever I can do that kept me safe, but also I can make some money. That's what I was doing. I was delivering groceries. I was doing podcasts. I was doing taxes and the insurance work. And, um, you know, so you got to just, you always got to try to take chicken shit and always try to turn it into chicken salad, whatever it is. Try to take the worst of something and try to turn it into the best of something. It will not be, you know, anywhere near of what it could be, but at least you make an attempt. And there's no secret that WWE has done a piss poor job of that. That conference call they did with Vince McMahon last week, one of the investors said to Vince, how come NXT and AEW have done a better job adapting and not WWE? You know, and Vince, senile, starting to get senile and very disinterested, was coming up with some of the most asinine excuses. You know, it, it was just hilarious. I mean, it's sad at the same time. But the thing is, is that... You look at the roster on Monday nights, you can't treat that roster like the roster on Wednesday. You can't treat the Friday night roster like you would an AEW roster. Every roster is different. So every roster, it's like, I'll say it like this. If, if Monday night wrestling is fish, all right, Monday night wrestling is fish, and Wednesday night wrestling is corned beef, you're not going to put the ingredients that you put in fish in the corned beef. It's going to taste like shit. You know, some people feel like, okay, Monday might be fish, 
Friday might be whatever, you know, a different form of fish. Maybe that's where you could commingle it. The problem is NXT is totally different from Monday and Friday night wrestling. So anyway, let's get back to the shows. Best friends beating Santana and Ortiz. Um, it was a fluke pin. To see Santana and Ortiz get this angry because of a fluke pin, I thought it was a little bit goofy, to be honest with you. But destroying the car pretty much guaranteed you that this is going to be a feud. This is not just a one-off. That's why they flipped out the way they did. That's why they destroyed the car the way they did. This is going to lead to the all-out pay-per-view, without a doubt. Maybe there'll be some crazy gimmick to it. Maybe it's a parking lot brawl. But as much as I am disinterested in best friends, Chuck Taylor, I honestly, you know, even even if I went down to Florida to see AEW and went to the concession stand and he happened to be buying a hot dog and he bumped into me, I, I would look at him and be like, oh, excuse me. And I would just walk away. I probably wouldn't even realize it was him. You know, like it's, I know what he looks like, but it's just like a guy, you know, like I'm like, eh, you know, and I really don't give a shit. But, but they do mesh well with Santana and Ortiz. So I, I kind of feel that, um, you know, if, if they have a gimmick match at All Out, I think it actually will be excellent. So this is the start of something bigger. You know that Best Friends is going to get some revenge on Santana and Ortiz outside the ring. So we'll see what happens. Uh, MJF doing a, another skit from his so-called campaign headquarters, uh, ripped on Lee Johnson for hanging a campaign poster crooked. There's some girl there by the name of Nina. He's telling her to smile, and this is that. And, um, you know, he's just hyping up, you know, that uh, his, his match with Mox at All Out. And, you know, he basically, you know, later on in the night, it, the story came across that... Maybe MJF would rather face Darby Allen at All Out instead of Moxley. Um, but MJF is gold on the mic. I mean, that guy, as far as everybody in wrestling that cuts promos, I mean, he's got to be my favorite. I mean, he's just smooth. You know, I got Roddy Piper tributes in the back background. Three of them. They live, you know, him is a wrestler underneath and, and his old school shirt before he even went to the WWF. That's a, that's a real shirt of his and um he didn't wear it but this is a shirt that was on sale back in like 1982 or three got my hands on it finally but mjf a big inspiration is roddy piper for him and um he's very loose cannon in what he says obviously they've toned down some of the over the top vulgarity but uh oh ray He's saying MJF or Miz, MJF. Miz is great on the mic too, but MJF right now, MJF, like, if you met him at a party and you're like, everybody's just being themselves and you like walked up to him and introduced, even if he, if you were friends with him uh, or friendly with him and you like walked up to him with, with your fiance, I think he could still turn around and say some of the most outrageous stuff and make you feel this big. That guy 
you know, you just picture him getting into a verbal altercation with somebody in real life, and he could get into an argument with a 300-pound bouncer, and I think he would make that bouncer cry into a corner. Um, EC3 or MJF, EC3 has really reinvented himself. I love what he's doing. The only reason why I go much higher for MJF is because EC3, it's self-promotion right now. Sure, he's got a feud with Moose for the TNA Championship, but it's more self-promotion. Yes, MJF is self-promotion as well, but MJF bashes everybody. EC3, it's more of focus on himself right now. Uh, so I wouldn't even compare it to him. By the way, you know, I don't know if, how many of you saw Impact Wrestling. Wasn't a bad show. You know, the Wrestle House is grown on me. A lot of lighthearted humor. But there was one thing for suspension of disbelief. I don't think anybody at Impact Wrestling will hear this. But this is my honest opinion. And it's nitpicking, but this is my honest opinion. I don't know why my nose is so itchy today. I took allergy medicine before. I don't know. It's kind of dusty in here, I think. But my apologies. But you had Heath Miller, Heath, the former Heath Slater, wrestle this week against Moose. And the stipulation is if he wins, he gets a job with Impact Wrestling. I know what some of you are going to say, oh, where did we see that before? I think Impact Wrestling is doing a better job with, with the storyline than WWE did. But one problem I had. You go back and you watch the finish of that match. The referee gets knocked out. And the referee gets knocked out. And then Heath Miller, you know, gets rolled up. And I think he was Moose was pulling the tights. The camera is right on Heath Miller and Moose. There are no fans in the building. I don't care if Josh Matthews is talking or not. But there is a lot of silence in that. And Heath Miller is rolled up. I just picture this. I want you to go out of your way to see this. You'll see what I'm talking about. And, and the funny thing is, is that I guarantee about 95% of people in and around wrestling would never even think of this. But he's being rolled up. And the tights. And the referee who is knocked out, he's doing like, like he's unconscious and he's doing it very slow. Look at Heath Miller. Better yet, listen to Heath Miller while that's happening. And you would think suspension of disbelief. You're fighting to get a job. You lose this match, you don't get hired. The guy's pulling up on your tights. Suspension of disbelief. And the referee is counting really, really slow. You should be screaming at the top of your lungs. He's pulling my tights. He's pulling my... He's just... Like he he looked like a turtle that falls on his on its shell, or somebody who is totally disabled that falls out of their wheelchair. He's being rolled up, and he's like, it looked like the gopher from Caddyshack. He's just moving his legs, and he's not saying a goddamn word. And I was like, this is just horrible. You should be screaming at the, I'm saying in story, you should be screaming at the top of your lungs. He's pulling my tight. Instead. Like a, like a disabled person on the floor. Seriously. Go, go back and watch that. Things like that. 
get under my skin. There's no excuse for that. You want to do that with a full live crowd and you can't hear what, you know, the wrestlers screaming in the ring? That's different. But they don't even have wrestlers at ringside acting like fans. And Josh Matthews, he's got him, he's got him rolled up. He, that's kind of sounds like Don West, but it's just, I saw that and I'm like, come on, man. That's, that's just careless, careless, careless. So I'm enrolling in Medicare soon, and it had me a little confused. Then I found MyHealthPolicy.com. With MyHealthPolicy.com, I could go online and compare Medicare Advantage plans from some top-rated national insurers, including $0 monthly premium plans. I could learn about plans in my area and talk with a licensed insurance agent if needed. MyHealthPolicy.com has made doing my research a whole lot easier. My choice, my Medicare, myhealthpolicy.com. New to Medicare? Start now. Go to myhealthpolicy.com to learn about some of the top-rated Medicare Advantage plans in your area, including plans for $0 a month in plan premiums, low out-of-pocket costs, and expansive provider networks. If you're thinking about a Medicare Advantage plan, myhealthpolicy.com is a great place to go to find a plan that meets your needs. Learn more about your options. Even talk with a licensed insurer agent myhealthpolicy.com I'm enrolling in Medicare soon and it had me a little confused then I found myhealthpolicy.com with myhealthpolicy.com I could go online and compare Medicare Advantage plans from some top-rated national insurers including $0 monthly premium plans I can learn about plans in my area and talk with a licensed insurance agent if needed myhealthpolicy.com has made doing my research a whole lot easier my choice, my Medicare, myhealthpolicy.com. New to Medicare? Start now. Go to myhealthpolicy.com to learn about some of the top-rated Medicare Advantage plans in your area, including plans for $0 a month in plan premiums, low out-of-pocket costs, and expansive provider networks. If you're thinking about a Medicare Advantage plan, myhealthpolicy.com is a great place to go to find a plan that meets your needs. Learn more about your options. Even talk with a licensed insurance agent myhealthpolicy.com oh. next we have Matt Hardy cutting an in-ring promo and you know I was searching for really good pictures that was the best I could find not necessarily I mean his head looks bad but look at the back where the table is he spilled a hell of a lot of blood uh, it looks better like this Look, at, he spilled a lot of blood man so uh, that one chair shot that Sammy hit him with, that looked fucking impressive. But anyway, Matt Hardy hits the ring, and he talks about how he came to AEW, wanted to come to a place where he could be respected, where he could be an attraction, and he wants to give back and try to help the younger talent grow. And he puts over private party, and he said that he tried to do the same with Sammy Guevara, but Sammy Guevara gave him the proverbial middle finger. Matt Hardy um, basically no longer wants to help Sammy. He wants to hurt him. While Matt Hardy is saying this, Sammy is entering the ring from the opposite side, so Matt Hardy doesn't see him. They start brawling, and uh, Matt Hardy, for a brief moment, had gotten the upper hand, had set up a table, but Sammy Guevara fucking whacked him in the face with a, with a chair. Again, I don't know if it was Hardway or if he just... I hate using the terminology like that, but 
maybe just bladed a little too much, but he was gushing, gushing blood. And then Guevara puts him through the table. Now, you know for a fact that Darby, uh, Dar- uh, Darby Allen um, is probably going to go up against Brian Cage at All Out. You got Moxley going up against MJF. I think now you have Matt Hardy going up against Guevara. I think those, and you got probably best friends versus Santana Ortiz. There's, there's probably four matches right there that will be set up for uh, for All Out. But Matt Hardy, that segment today was pretty brutal. Pretty brutal. Um, Matt Hardy uh, definitely needed some uh, stitches there. I don't know if he needed staples, but you know, that that really intensified the feud. I mean, obviously, there wasn't intention on spilling that much blood, but you know that helps the blood feud. So, I I, I know Tungun and Card sounds like so-so so far, but remember, we don't have Cody's match yet. You don't have Omega and Page, Lucha Brothers. We don't know if Pac is going to be back in time. There, There's quite a few people that are still not even on that card. So way too early to start judging it that way. Um, so we go back, and I showed you the picture earlier. Santana and Ortiz are destroying uh, Sue's caravan. Um, you know, I don't have to repeat what I said earlier. Segment was great. I just wish they would have re- not used the camera inside the caravan. And I think they should have had some plates on the car that's just my opinion so or or you put a plate up maybe they didn't want a plate number seen on tv very easy there's to solve that you take a plate you put it upside down on the floor seriously put it upside down on the floor um i don't know just little things like that when you see best friends pulling up in the car then you realize later there's no plates, there's no registration stickers. You know, to me, that's careless. That's not thinking things through. Because now you realize, why would somebody drive up with, not, with no, no tags whatsoever? How many times you watch live PD and somebody gets pulled over? You know, do you have a registration on this car? No, I don't. you have insurance? No, I don't. You know, usually, you know, get arrested for something like that. I'm all about road safety. That's right, Darren. I'm all about road safety. So, next, Matt Cardona, the former Zack Ryder. He teams up with Cody to beat Alex Reynolds and John Silver. I swear on God, I am not saying this because Zack Ryder's got me blocked now for probably the longest of anybody. A lot of people have unblocked me over the last two years. That guy still has me blocked. He's got tons of people blocked. But I say this with the utmost sincerity. He looks phenomenal. His match with Cody today was nothing spectacular. And I'm saying this with the utmost respect intended. I swear to God. Saying this not to be funny, just straight up respect. Matt Cardona tonight showed me why I said that the storyline with Eve Torres and Kane and John Cena was the pinnacle of his career. 
I don't know if people out there think that Matt Cardona has 50 wrestling moves that he's always used before WWE and WWE would not allow, you can't do that. Oh, you can't do that. Oh, that that's great. You can't do that. You, you can't do that. And you can't do that. You know, I used to always talk about when you see him in the ring having a match, it's a couple of moves, but it feels like he doesn't have, I've never seen him have ring presence. The only time I ever see him have ring presence when he's doing this, you know, woo, woo, woo. like he's in the ring. Like when I used to be a kid and I used to watch wrestling in the early to mid eighties and you would watch a big time star in the WWF take on what we used to call jobbers, enhancement talent. Charlie Brown, Charlie Fulton, Jose Luis Rivera, those guys. The one thing that they always did, and it's not that they were supposed to do that, but the one thing that they always did was when they finally, and a lot of you know exactly what I'm talking about, when they finally were able to get a little offense during the match, there would always be these pauses, like, like somebody would get, for example, I'll use any wrestler, somebody would get Magnificent Morocco in the corner. And now the enhancement talent gets to hit like two, three moves on Morocco before he squashed like a grape and loses. And what happens is the enhancement talent throws him in the corner and instead of just boom, 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 like they'll pause and they'll go. And they'll like pause and it's not smooth. It's almost like they're unsure of what should be next or they're not you that's what Zack Ryder would do. Zack Ryder, when he would get offense on someone, the offense would be so bland and almost like he would have to think what he was gonna do. You look at Omega, and I'm not trying to say that, you know, compare the careers. Omega blows him away, obviously. But you look at Omega or the Young Bucks or someone else They'll fucking punch, kick, flip, this, that, almost like a robot executing five, six moves. Like, you know they're already thinking two, three moves ahead. Zack Ryder, it always felt like he had to think before he did his next shot. And tonight, and thank you, thank you. A lot of people, uh, you know, are getting what I'm saying. They understand it. Yeah, and as I say, it's no longer woo-woo-woo. It's now boo-hoo-hoo. But um, you saw the match today. You get that undecisiveness. He can't think. Like, he would do sometimes where he'd do a move and it would lead to a bulldog or lead to this. Like, it would be two, three moves together and it's the same shit over and over again. But when he would get the upper hand in a match, it was almost like these this little pause, like, what should I do next? Oh, what should I do next? What should I do next? You know? And he showed it tonight. He's in awesome shape. I'm glad that he's working. I don't think anybody out there should lose an opportunity to work. Even Arian Andrew. All right. I know with the, the tag team tournament, and by the way, I know some of you wanted me to comment on it. You know, I wonder if people actually took a step back and thought thought about this. We had two matches go down on Monday. As you could see, 
it's the people are now kind of calling them Tay and Jay for Anna Jay and Tainara Conti. Um, they actually defeated Nyla Rose and Arian Andrew. Yeah, the Nightmare Sisters beat Penelope Ford and Mel. Mel is back. Mel. Mel. But I don't know if anybody stopped to think about this. And when you see this picture, you probably realize it now. We have four tag teams wrestle on Monday in this tournament. There's only four tag teams left. So they, if you actually think about it, they portrayed this you know, not intentionally, but they portrayed this, like this big tournament. You already saw half the teams in the tournament. There's only eight tag teams in the tournament. When you realize and you look at it like that, it's really not much of anything. But, you know, the, the matches were not bad Monday. It's YouTube only. And it makes sense because you're only airing two matches pretty much a week. But um, I'll say this. I have not seen Arian Andrew wrestle in a very long time. I remember she was the drizzling shits as one half of the Funkadactyls. I remember after she was released, there was that TMZ video where she talked about that she, I think she only dated white guys or maybe it's the opposite. I don't remember what it was. But, you know, I know a lot of people did not like her. And her wrestling ability in WWE was not to be desired. This many, 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 many years ago. I I don't think that she has improved all that much since then. But for people out there to just take the dagger that they stuck in her back several, many, many years ago and just twist it and twist it and twist it, I think that's just disrespectful in my opinion. Is she good? You know, apparently not. But... Man, you know, she had a match. She's not under contract. You know, it's a one-and-done deal for now. Big deal. Big deal. And again, most of the people that were ripping her, not even AEW fans. Not even AEW fans. Just looking for a reason to shit on something. Um, Now, getting back to Matt Cardona. There's reports online that his deal with AEW may only be for five appearances. I don't know if that's true or not, but as I have said many times in the bef- before, from Ricky Starks to even Eddie Kingston, until you see that picture on AEW social media account that he's all elite, you know, you can't assume that he's under contract. So anyway, so the match was okay, but he really didn't show much of anything. He really didn't show that much. So um, he gets the win. He hits Alex Reynolds with the radio silence. Uh, As Cody goes to the back, Scorpio Sky comes out, looks at the TNT Championship, taps it, basically to say, Cody, I'm getting the next shot. Next week, we have Scorpio Sky versus Cody for the TNT Championship. Scorpio Sky has been on AEW Dark quite a bit. A lot of people feel that he should be... Uh, push a little bit further. We'll see. We'll see. Um, next, you had uh, best friends come out. They were looking at uh, Sue's van. The Super Wednesday debate. Bischoff hosting it. You got Jericho out there and Orange Cassidy. Now, I think I speak for a lot of people out there 
when they it was going to be five questions. Each person gets a chance to answer. When Orange Cassidy did not answer the first two questions, I started feeling like this segment's going to suck. Are they going to go through this whole segment and he, Orange Cassidy is going to say nothing again? So the first question was, why does Jericho and Orange Cassidy hate each other so much? And Jericho just rips into Orange Cassidy, rips, you know, what he wears and flesh in the pan. He even said that he has his hands in his pockets because he's playing pocket pool. Orange Cassidy says nothing. Second question, who's the biggest star? Who's the bigger star? Who's the better wrestler? Jericho putting rings around Orange Cassidy, ripping him apart. Orange Cassidy says nothing. Um, Jericho even said that if they would have been in high school, he would have stuffed Orange Cassidy in a locker, stole his money, and stole his girlfriend. Orange Cassidy said nothing. Then uh, the weirdest question, and this is why I had flashbacks of Maria when I said earlier, they uh, Bischoff asked them uh, about the rising sea levels, you know, and... Orange Cassidy answers that one. And he goes off on this whole scientific, goes up 0.1 inch or 0.1. And Jericho's there like, everybody I'm sure watching is like, and the guy, you know, it, it was funny. It was funny. So now Orange Cassidy is getting on a roll. They ask... You know, why is the rematch, why does it mean so much to both of them? Chris Jericho was starting to give the answer since he was going first most of the time, and Orange Cassidy interrupts him and basically rips into Jericho and says, how's, how's it going gonna to feel when somebody puts his hands in his pocket is going to whip, whip his ass? I thought it was excellent. I thought it was excellent. Um... As far as Tony Khan, some people are chatting in the chat. I don't know if you guys and gals out there heard about the executive signing that WWE made today. I will talk about it Friday, but I can't wait. I can't wait for the pictures, the banners, the teases, the clickbaits. Khan versus Khan. And you know what the funny thing is? My name is Anthony Don Tony. My brother, my only brother, his name is Nick. Nick and Tony. The cons are now Nick and Tony. Con! New to Medicare? Go to MyHealthPolicy.com. With MyHealthPolicy.com, you can compare plans from some of the nation's top insurers. Start now to find a plan and apply online. MyHealthPolicy.com makes it easy to find a Medicare Advantage plan in your area, including plans for $0 a month in plan premiums, low out-of-pocket costs, and expansive provider networks. My decision, my Medicare, MyHealthPolicy.com. New to Medicare? Go to MyHealthPolicy.com. With MyHealthPolicy.com, you can compare plans from some of the nation's top insurers. Start now to find a plan and apply online. MyHealthPolicy.com makes it easy to find a Medicare Advantage plan in your area, including plans for $0 a month in plan premiums, low out-of-pocket costs, and expansive provider networks. My decision, My Medicare. MyHealthPolicy.com. Fun segment. 
Orange Cassidy, Chris Jericho. I liked it. Uh, next, Britt Baker with her promo. Remember, if Big Swall beats the person that Britt Baker chooses, that she could face Britt Baker at All Out. We said it last week. It was going to be Reba. Reba. That sure enough, that's what it ended up being. Big Swall just squashed her. Beat her like that. So that's what we have look, to look forward to. I have no problem with it. None whatsoever. Con! So they advertise for next week. Cody versus Scorpio Sky for the TNT Championship. Jericho versus Orange Cassidy. Remember FTR, they wanted to do Tag Team Appreciation Night. You might remember that from the segment two weeks ago. They are going to do that. And Kenny Omega and Adam Page will take on Jurassic Express. Kind of feels like a, you know, re, you know the same in that case. Obviously, there's going to be some interaction with FTR. Would not surprise me if it's FTR versus Hangman Page and Kenny Omega at All Out. I don't know where this leaves the Young Bucks yet. Still thinking about it. You have uh, Grayson and Evil Uno taking on the Young Bucks next week. And uh, we're going to have appearances from the Rock and Roll Express. And Tully and Arn are going to be shown together. So, not bad. Main event, Darby Allen losing to Moxley. I talked about some of this already tonight. Um, It was a fun match. To me, at the beginning, it was a little bit too much of the chain wrestling. They did brawl a little bit. A little blood spilling. At one point during the match, uh, MJF comes out, wax um, Moxley with the belt. Darby Allen, who was knocked down as well, did I don't believe saw the belt shot. And that's when uh, I, Taz, who was on commentary, he was funny. He's like, come on, you lucky son of a bitch. You know, pin him, you lucky bastard. And um, they were trying to play off that MJF would have rather faced Darby Allen at All Out instead of Moxley. Um, there was a couple of points where Moxley... Uh, was telling Darby Allen, you know, stay down, stay down. Uh, he kept getting up. It was a good match. I mean, we all knew what the outcome was going to be. But, um, you know, at one point, you know, it was like two and like nine-tenths that Moxley kicked out. And, uh, you know, like the, some people online, you know, thought it that close. Darby Allen almost won. Look, this helped Darby Allen in the end. But... You know, it feels like it's going to be Darby Allen and Brian Cage uh, at All Out. I don't know, but uh, that's how they went off the air. Um, you know, Moxley was bleeding, and at one point after the match was over, Moxley was basically like holding Darby Allen and basically showing like respect. You know, because he said in his promo earlier that's that's one of his favorites, and the blood's dripping down. I don't think it hit Darby Allen. But, uh, hey, Kevin Case has got a sore throat. Try coffin drops. He, you know, Darby Allen does a great coffin drop. I saw Shotzi Blackheart do one not too long ago, and uh, I don't think that. I think she should retire that move. It's not as easy as it looks, believe it or not. So that was AEW. On the NXT side, you know, I know some people are not going to be thrilled at the, the less detail, but... Let's just call it as it is. Dakota Kai beating Rhea Ripley to become the number one contender at TakeOver 30. Um, You know, the match was very good. 
but it went on way too long. Rhea Ripley, I I like the new hair color, the new style, changing it up a little bit. I know a lot of you out there want to see Asuka go back to the white face paint. That is very possible. Don't be surprised if Asuka puts on the war paint at SummerSlam. Just an idea. I've come up with some doozy ideas lately. You know, that uh, that retribution, that faction, I'm going to talk about it Friday. I said online, they should have retribution be all former people who were released under contract. Maybe they bring them back and they're getting retribution for being fired. Just an idea I threw across the other day. And people like, you know, you're onto something there. Then you know what will happen two, three weeks from now? You'll have other websites and podcasters who listen to everything I say. Say, hey, you know, I got this great idea. They should, it should be former, you know, WWE. Anyway, Dakota, yes, I agree. Dakota Kyrie Ripley went very long today. Um, you know, Mercedes Martinez causing Rhea Ripley, uh, you know, the, the, the win pretty much. And then beating the shit out of her after. I know a lot of you out there, and I said it earlier, are, are disappointed with how they've used Rhea Ripley in 2020. But somebody, um, you know, really said this poignantly earlier. She's only 23 years old. You're not going to release her, let her go to AEW or Japan. Or something. She's 20 fucking three years old. We're in the middle of a pandemic. Six months from now, hopefully, we'll look back on this and it's going to be like a blurb. It's going to be like a blur. You're going to look back at this seven, eight months of this shit going on and then people will start getting back to where it was before. You know, it, it's, it's the only way I could put it. Um, but I will say this. I think... Isn't Rhea Ripley only 23 or 24 years old? She is very, very young. Chat, could you just double check that for me, please? Um, she is very young in age. But I do like the idea of Mercedes Martinez versus Rhea Ripley at TakeOver. Mercedes Martinez is a fucking beast. I have showed love for Mercedes Martinez for years and years and years. I know Mish has sung the praise of Mercedes Martinez. Thank you, chat. 23. I trust chat. Um, I have sung the praise. Mish has sung the praise of Mercedes Martinez for years. I've gone to wrestling events 15, 16 years ago. Mercedes Martinez was on the card. She is excellent. Yes, she's 41. Her role, ultimately, is to help bring up some of the other women, too. She could still go. So I think having a little few Mercedes... Put it this way. If you think Mercedes Martinez is going to leapfrog over Rhea Ripley right now, you're sadly mistaken. Mercedes Martinez will help Rhea Ripley go to that next level. No rush. Maybe Rhea Ripley gets her WrestleMania win next year. But she's so fucking young. What's the rush? So, after that, we have Bronson Reed beating Shane Thorne, which was pretty much a squash match. Funny, they were showing Shane Thorne's tweet from earlier in the day. We called Bronson Reed Thick Boy. I thought I, that's kind of funny. 
you know, thick boy. I I, I kind of like that, but um, basically beat him with the Death Valley driver and then the body press off the top rope. Uh, after that segment, Brizongo arrives at the arena. And Santos Escobar and his henchmen, they kidnap Fandango, and they speed away. Yeah, Darren, Mercedes Martinez, 41 and only hitting NXT now. Remember, she was in that battle royal in AEW, and they didn't sign her. Mercedes Martinez, you look at her toughness, you think of China, you think of um, Shayna Baszler, you think of even uh, Raquel Gonzalez, that really tough physique, but just very intimidating. And you ask yourself, how the fuck did she not get more exposure over the last five or six years? I don't get it. I don't get it. But I will say this. In my neck of the woods, she is very well known. So, um, Mackenzie Mitchell interviewing the Robert Stone brand. They're not done with Rhea Ripley. Let's see what happens with TakeOver. Ridge Holland. A lot of you didn't know him. NXT UK. For those that just want a little brief rundown, he is, I believe, 32 years old. Um, he actually played rugby. Uh, started his rugby career in 2007. Got injured. Retired from rugby in 2016. Pursued wrestling, went to WWE NXT, NXT UK, and he's been wrestling for WWE for the last couple of years. He only has about a three-year wrestling background, so he is very new, but he is, as I said, 32 years old, but I was very happy with what I saw today. It was almost like Brock Lesnar meets Mark Henry meets, you know, very, very strong, uh, powerful. He did not lose today. He wasn't the one that ate the pin of the submission. So they protected him with that, and he may get another shot at being in that ladder match. Personally, I don't think, I think it's a little too soon for that. But I tell you, the overall feedback that I saw online is that everybody was very happy with Ridge Holland's performance in this match. This is, for most people, it's the first time they've ever seen him compete. The guy's a powerhouse. The, that guy you may end up seeing going to the main roster, actually quicker than maybe some others out there. He, uh, he has some of the tools. Um, obviously, he's not going to be you know a household name for quite some time, but he definitely impressed today but un unfortunately he wasn't going to get the win this early Damian Priest beats Oni Larkin and Ridge Holland in a triple threat match uh, Damian Priest advances in uh, to take over in the ladder match to crown the next North American champion I think right now Damian Priest is the odds on favorite to get it um, Damian Priest hits the reckoning on Oni Larkin uh, gets the win and I'm trying, I got to watch it back and see. He had a shot, he had a little mouse, not a shiner, he had a mouse on his head. Looked pretty, uh, pretty swollen. I don't know if anybody caught that. Right on the left side of Damian Priest, right around here. Um, but it, it was a fun match. And Damian Priest, man, you could see that they're ready 
to bring him to the next level. Kind of reminds me that they have Priest now where they had Keith Lee maybe about a year ago. Only difference is Keith Lee has been beloved in a baby face a hell of a lot longer than Damian Priest has been. Um, but I really like what they're doing with Damian Priest. I've been singing the praise of Damian Priest for a very long time now. So Keith Lee beating Cameron Grimes in a non-title match. Here's another match that, to me, went way too long. Was not necessary. Um, the news, obviously, was after the match was over. Uh, we see the lights dimmer. You hear Scarlet. And um, basically, she is, uh, you know, talking over the loudspeaker, carrying crosses shown on the screen, telling Keith Lee that, you know, apparently you want it the hard way. And he says that he hasn't talked to, to William Regal since he's been in NXT. And he's going to take matters in his own hands. And he beat the shit out of, there was a bunch of NXT stars laid out. One in particular We'll mention in a moment. Actually, I could even tell you right now. Next week, we have Karrion Cross taking on Danny Birch. Danny Birch is one of those wrestlers that Cross had, quote unquote, knocked out. Um, Cameron Grimes, you all know that I'm not a fan of him. He's talented, but he just never connected with me. I think it's time to stop pulling back on Cameron Grimes. They tried, unfortunately. I'm just not feeling it. His match with Keith Lee today, for me, just went too long. It was a decent match, and he is talented, but he just doesn't connect with me. Um, I'm enrolling in Medicare soon, and it had me a little confused. Then I found MyHealthPolicy.com. With MyHealthPolicy.com, I could go online and compare Medicare Advantage plans from some top-rated national insurers, including $0 monthly premium plans. I could learn about plans in my area and talk with a licensed insurance agent if needed. MyHealthPolicy.com has made doing my research a whole lot easier. My choice. My Medicare. MyHealthPolicy.com. I'm enrolling in Medicare soon, and it had me a little confused. Then I found... MyHealthPolicy.com. With MyHealthPolicy.com, I could go online and compare Medicare Advantage plans from some top-rated national insurers, including $0 monthly premium plans. I can learn about plans in my area and talk with a licensed insurance agent if needed. MyHealthPolicy.com has made doing my research a whole lot easier. My choice. My Medicare. MyHealthPolicy.com. New to Medicare? Start now. Go to MyHealthPolicy.com to learn about some of the top-rated Medicare Advantage plans in your area, including plans for $0 a month in plan premiums, low out-of-pocket costs, and expansive provider networks. If you're thinking about a Medicare Advantage plan, MyHealthPolicy.com is a great place to go to find a plan that meets your needs. Learn more about your options. Even talk with a licensed insurance agent. MyHealthPolicy.com. But Danny Birch versus Karrion Cross next week is is interesting, very interesting. Next week also, well, before I even tell you that, let me tell you the announcement with William Regal. This is very important. So William Regal announces, and if you notice the clock, clock, the time was not in sync with the TV show, but that's okay. He announced that Dexter Loomis suffered an ankle injury 
and he's out of the ladder match at TakeOver. And since neither Johnny Gargano or Finn Balor um, did not get pinned in their qualifying match, they both feel that they should be able to take Dexter Loomis's spot. Then you had Ridge Holland today, who was not pinned, and therefore, William Regal announces two separate matches in two weeks' time. The three people that we just mentioned, Ridge Holland, Jari Gargano, and Finn Balor, and a fourth person from an upcoming qualifying match are going to face off in two singles matches. And then the two winners of the singles matches advance to the ladder match. Now, next week, they announced um, Kushida versus Cameron Grimes versus a mystery wrestler. We don't know who it's going to be. Personally, I would love to see them bring back Tommaso Ciampa. They have done nothing with the guy. Um, Even though it would feel like very random to bring him out there, there's no reason why they can't bring him back. Unless there's something more going on that we don't know about, I'd love for that third person to be Ciampa. The only reason why I'm kind of thinking that it may not be is because the other two people in the ring. You got Kushida and Cameron Grimes. I don't know if those two kind of mesh well. So you want someone that kind of blends in it. Maybe it's Drake Maverick. I I don't know. But um, that's a little surprise next week. Uh, Also next week, you have Bronson Reed taking on Damian Priest. Little kind of friendly challenge. Not not too bad. Um, Next, we had Indy Hartwell lose to Dakota Kai very quickly. Um, I think, no, wait, did I say Dakota Kai? Um, shit, why am I drawing a blank? Um, Indy Hartwell got squashed in, in a couple of seconds. So I, I, sorry, brain, brain fart from earlier, but, uh, Indy Hartwell, um, a lot of people are still feeling that they're not using a Tegan Knox. Thank you. Brain fart. Indy Hartwell, she lost in about two minutes. Um, a lot of people feel like WWE is not utilizing her the way that they should be. Um, it kind of reminds me of how they use like Deanna Perrazzo and some others. I brought that up before. It just feels like they're not using them to their potential. Uh, so now we have the main event. Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly taking on um, Marcel Bartel. Fabian Aikner of Imperium for the tag titles. And the match before of uh, Tegan Knox and Indy Hartwell, we have Pat McAfee come out. He sits alongside um, Tom Phillips. Now you realize that, you know, something's going to go down. You don't just bring the guy out there for a get. I, I, he just annoys me. I don't like him. Nothing personal, but... You know this is going to lead to something. And he's got a little bit of an interest in the main event, you know, because of what happened with Adam Cole. Match was fun. Yeah, what, what they did with Santana Garrett. That's another one. That's another one. Santana Garrett, you say to yourself, what the fuck are they doing? Um, But the match, it really was, it, it wasn't, you know, it was fun while it lasted, 
but you knew that there was going to be a, some type of clusterfuck finish. The big question was, how is it going to, you know, involve Pat McAfee and Adam Cole? Now, somebody had posted a picture earlier of Adam Cole uh, and Pat McAfee, like, shaking hands. And I think it was from today, because I could swear there was the same T-shirt McAfee was wearing at the announcer's table and on the photo. And if that picture was taken from, you know, the taping, I just think that that's sloppy. I don't think a picture should be surfacing right before all this going down. Well, what's the need of actually putting the picture up? You know, you could try to play off that Adam Cole was just setting him up, but that's not the way it felt. Adam Cole goes near the the, the announcer's table. They're exchanging words. You have Imperium get the upper hand on uh, the Undisputed Era. They get the win. Next thing you know, there are a lot of uh, words being exchanged. Shawn Michaels trying to keep them apart. Referees. Triple H comes out. And the next thing you know, Adam Cole is knocked out. So you know something is brewing with those two. I just, like I said, you're not talking about a guy who might be struggling trying to find his spot in NXT. And you want to get a little bit of a buzz around that person, so you bring in, you know, personality. Fine. But you're taking a guy, like I said, to me, was the the, the wrestler of the year for 2019. And I don't care how good Pat McAfee may look doing the moves. To me, you're taking Adam Cole and you are really bringing him a thousand steps down. I'll go into it with an open mind. But right now, I ain't feeling that at all. I'm not feeling it at all. Because you know this is going to lead to next week. And then we have TakeOver coming up. So something obviously is going to happen to TakeOver. I don't know where you go with this. But again, you know, I'll, I'll keep an open mind and we'll see what happens. So now as far as ratings, like I said, last week, AEW did 773. NXT did 707. No disrespect to the wrestlers in NXT, but match after match after match after match did not keep my interest. You watching both shows at the same time? Yeah, I leave them both on, but I found myself watching AEW more than watching NXT. I think AEW's rating, I think it actually goes up this week. I think it goes up to 795, and I think NXT's rating goes down. I think NXT goes from 707 down to about 6, 669. So I say 789 to 6, no, 795 to 689. I, I just was not feeling it this week, not at all. So, um, before we go, because i got about four minutes left, and like I said, Friday, I'll be back here with your SmackDown recap. Um, we'll get into anything that we didn't cover tonight. Dissect the quarter-hour ratings for AEW NXT. Um, Impact Wrestling, I don't know much about it other than Deanna Perrazzo having a rematch against Jordan Grace, 
but Impact Wrestling announced uh, a special. And I think it's smart timing, to be honest with you. They're doing this called Emergence. It's going to be a two-week uh, special of Impact Wrestling, August 18th and August 25th. Remember the announcement that I made on uh, Monday that AEW is going to be preempted. Um, in fact, I still have the photo. I know I still have it. Let me pull it up. Shit, do I have it? I think I do have it. I want to give everybody the preempt. Let me see. I, sh I sh should have it. Um, oh, maybe I don't. I'm gonna. So I have to let everybody know that AEW, uh, the week after August twelve, uh, August nineteenth, and two other weeks are gonna be preempted for the NBA playoffs. So yeah, what I'll do is on Friday I will give you that schedule, but two weeks from now AEW will not be airing on Wednesday. Should I? I honestly thought that I had it. I don't have it, so I'll, I'll get into that on Friday. But um, AEW is going to be preempted for two weeks. Uh, let me just pull this back up over here. Yeah, AEW is going to be on a Saturday. One Saturday, two Thursdays. In fact, I think the Saturday show might be at like 6 p.m., believe it or not. Um, but yeah, two weeks from today, AEW will be on uh on another night will not air on Wednesday for the NBA playoffs. So I'll get into that schedule. I mean, look, it's not the first preemption is not for two weeks. So I'll get into that Friday. I'm surprised I don't have the picture because I had the schedule in front of me. But we could do that on Friday. Also, uh, Friday, we'll talk about SmackDown, some other wrestling news going on. There's a cool book that's going to be coming out from ECW Press. It's called Too Sweet. And it actually has a lot to do with indie wrestling. Um, they have uh, some very interesting interviews in this book. It's going to uh, involve like uh, Kenny Omega and others. I actually have advanced copies being sent to me. So maybe we'll give away one or two on the show. But I'll get into the book details on Friday as well. So everyone, I'm going to get out of here. And uh, please let me know what you thought of AEW and NXT in the comments box. You never know. May do a random contest for a random comment that's posted on YouTube. That's what we're doing next week for this. And uh, like I said, if you enjoyed the episode, give it a thumbs up and subscribe because I'm going to start uploading a lot of pre-recorded videos in the very near future. And um, this way you'll get alerted. And, you know, the more subscribers, you know, the, the more it just lights a fire to do even more. Um, I'll let everybody know next week for sure what the Tuesday show will entail. Maybe we'll do the first episode Q&A and call-ins. We'll see how it goes. And we'll build from there. But uh, I want to thank you all for tuning in as always. Much love, much appreciated, more than you know. And uh, make sure you join me Friday night, 10.05 p.m. Eastern, right here. And uh, everyone, enjoy the rest of the night. Be well, and I'll catch you all soon. Ciao, everybody. 
New to Medicare? Go to MyHealthPolicy.com. With MyHealthPolicy.com, you can compare plans from some of the nation's top insurers. Start now to find a plan and apply online. MyHealthPolicy.com makes it easy to find a Medicare Advantage plan in your area, including plans for $0 a month in plan premiums, low out-of-pocket costs, and expansive provider networks. My decision, my Medicare, MyHealthPolicy.com. New to Medicare? Start now. Go to MyHealthPolicy.com to learn about some of the top-rated Medicare Advantage plans in your area, including plans for $0 a month in plan premiums, low out-of-pocket costs, and expansive provider networks. If you're thinking about a Medicare Advantage plan, MyHealthPolicy.com is a great place to go to find a plan that meets your needs. Learn more about your options. Even talk with a licensed insurance agent. MyHealthPolicy.com. New to Medicare? Go to MyHealthPolicy.com. With MyHealthPolicy.com, you can compare plans from some of the nation's top insurers. Start now to find a plan and apply online. MyHealthPolicy.com makes it easy to find a Medicare Advantage plan in your area, including plans for $0 a month in plan premiums, low out-of-pocket costs, and expansive provider networks. My decision, my Medicare, MyHealthPolicy.com. 